Welcome to Seizure Salad with test subject Micah B, a salty, slightly cynical account of neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. Welcome to Caesar's Salad. It's your host and electrostatic meat sack here, Micah B-Side, wishing everybody a beautiful day. Uh, today, pretty special day here on Caesar's Salad. I have a very special guest, um, Lee Schomer from the Colorado Epilepsy Foundation is uh, with me on the other line here on our Zoom chat. Lee, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for uh, joining us here on Seizure Salad today, too. Um, I'm absolutely thrilled because, um, you know, I myself and a lot of my co-hosts, we've, we've had so many questions, concerns. You know, there's so many mysteries surrounding it, um, epilepsy and seizure disorders and stuff. And so we've been about tons of questions and postulating maybe, you know, there's a whole lot of maybes out there. Um, so we actually get to talk with today somebody who actually has some of the answers and uh, a lot of, uh, at least a lot of directions to point you to where you can get the answers you need for your individual particular case. So, yeah, uh, I'm, of course, talking about the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. Um, you can learn about them. I'll plug, I'll plug the website right away. Uh, it's it's coloradoepilepsyfoundation.org. Hold on, hold on. I have it in a browser window. You'd think I'd write some notes down, but you'll learn, Lee, that I'm not necessarily like that. Epilepsycolorado.org. That's it. <laughs> epilepsycolorado.org. That's the one. Now, Lee's, um, Lee's p uh, position, her role with the organization is uh, you are the, um, uh, the Hispanic Outreach Coordinator, correct? And then the Case Management Director. I think you've got some official titles. My new title, I'm a Care Navigation Manager and the Hispanic Outreach Coordinator. Time okay, two in one. <laughs> two in one. You got the two in one. Right on. That's good though. So if if you do um, need resources and support, and, and you might need some of their programs, they have some excellent programs too. Um, there is a very good chance you might be working with Lee at any given time. Um, during your recovery or your treatment. So keep that in mind. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman too. She's got a great smile. So um, would like to begin this with uh, a little brief history about yourself. You're not, you're not just a uh, concerned and, and wonderful person that, that has reached out and, and, and gotten involved because of that. You actually um, have dealt with epilepsy as well, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Give us a little bit of, of your story. Tell us a little bit about uh, your story for us today. Well, um, I will try to make it quick, but basically I've had epilepsy almost all my life since I was four years old. It started with the seizure while I was sleeping. My parents heard me breathing rather oddly. They came into my room and saw my body was limp. My eyes were rolled back and they thought, what the heck is going on? <laughs> so... Um, with that, that was my first seizure, and the whole adventure started from there. And um, for the first 
part of my life, I had about one to two clonic seizures a year, formerly known as grand mal. And it wasn't a big deal as a kid. I kind of, I didn't mind the extra attention and I got ice, ice cream every time I had a seizure. So I thought I'll take it. <laughs> um, but um, later on, my seizures changed later in life. So I actually have focal epilepsy. It impacts my left temporal lobe. And at age 17, I began having nocturnal complex partial seizures as well as complex partial seizures during the day. And those seizures affected my memory. So um, the first time I had a nocturnal seizure, I woke up and my, all my short-term memory was gone, along with part of my long-term memory, <laughs> which meant um, I woke up one morning, I saw myself in the mirror, and I had no idea who I was. I, I didn't know where I was. My mom came in my room. She said my name, Lee. Lee, who's that? Who are you? Go, go away. Oh my God. And that was, um, again, that was another adventure. And those types of seizures lasted for about five years. And with that, I, I had a choice to make. That was my senior year in high school. And my parents told me, well, you have a few options. You can either figure out, continue on your life goal and figure out how you're going to be independent or you cannot pull back. And I do it. It's, it's a lifestyle, but how, how do I get past this and how do I still achieve my goals? And I'm so thankful that my family pushed me to be like that and they encouraged me. And because of that, that's why I have my job today and that's why I want to give back to others. That is, wow. Um, let's see. So with that, I decided um, that I didn't want the epilepsy to hold me back. And I learned that I needed to advocate for myself. And I needed to still pursue my goals. Yeah. With that said, in college, so I decided to go to college away from home. And I was three hours away from where, from where my parents were. So I had a roommate. Um, my memory was still pretty bad. So in order to get, get through classes, get through everything, I actually had a bunch of notes on my wall in my dorm. And I had pictures to remind myself of who my family members were and who my friends were. And when I woke up every morning, I look at the notes and it says, your name is Lee. You're studying Spanish and sociology here in Seattle. This is your roommate's name. Do your homework. <laughs> so you do what you got to do. And yeah. I'm so thankful for that experience. Fast forward to 2011. I think that was my junior year in college and my seizures increased. So I was having about two to three a day. Ooh. And they were affecting my memory. Sometimes I lost my memory, sometimes not. Sometimes I, I was awake during the seizure, sometimes not. And one day I had about 15 seizures and I had to go to the hospital. And there the doctors told me, do you need a brain surgery? And I looked at them like, no, you're crazy. Move on. <laughs> and they told me they were very serious. They said, you do not have to have the surgery, but if you don't, by the time you're 35 to 40 years old, you'll be equivalent to someone with Alzheimer's disease. 
Wow. When the doctor told me that, I thought about my family and my grandma had Alzheimer's when I was younger and I saw what it does and I don't, I didn't care so much about me. I don't want to do that to my family. That's a big responsibility. So I did end up having the brain surgery. That was in 2012. Jeez, that was eight years ago now. Wow. (laughs) And um, thankfully it was successful. I do still have seizures, but um, before the surgery, like I said, they were happening two to three times a day. Right after the surgery, they decreased to about two times a week. And then six months later, it went down to about two a month. And now they're about one every three to six months. And the best part of it is I now have auras and I no longer lose my memory. So I will take it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is awesome. Heck, yeah. We could... You know what? Your story alone could fill up episodes and episodes and episodes. (laughs) Congratulations. That is wonderful. I have so many questions involved with this too. You know, I mean, some of the tips and tricks and, and just the emotional toll it did. Um, it it reminds me almost of, uh, it's like a combination of Groundhog's Day and 51st Dates. I think it was 50. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. where you wake up every morning and you got that board with the pictures and the f- photo mm-hmm. album and the, yeah. Oh my God. So many, so many questions for you, but uh, that's an inspiring story. That is just an amazing, inspiring story. And given the intensity and the frequency and all the stuff you went through, I would definitely call this a major s- success for you. So kudos. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. And the interesting part is that's that's actually only half the story because like I said that was about eight years ago now and thinking about about how my life has been after that I realized at at that time while I was in college I was so focused on becoming independent and I wanted to prove to myself that I could be and in these past eight years it's a whole, it's a whole nother aspect of that. And for example, I couldn't drive for 10 years. And so I moved to Chicago where there's good public transportation and I could drive and I was able to live in another country and create an epilepsy support group down there. And it's all, all this experience. I know that a lot of people get frustrated living with epilepsy or whatever medical condition you have. And I totally, I totally get it. (laughs) But I also, I always try to stay positive and I think, what have I learned from this? And what is it teaching me each day and how can I use it to help others? And I'm thankful for that. Nice. Nice. Well, it's, it's inspiring for me because it's uh, another one of uh, fellow epileptics stories that, that gives me faith because I'm in that process, that first two, you know, those first couple of years of, of, you know, I was, I was so active caving and mountaineering and backpacking and skiing and, and rafting and, um, I was just one of those, I took my health for granted, you know, oh yeah, I've been healthy forever. I don't need to go to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. What in, whatever injuries I ever got, it was fix it and forget it, you know? And that's how I approached this when it, when I first got diagnosed, my mentality was like, okay, let's fix this so I can go back to exactly how I was living before. Um, 
it's one of the lessons and one of the bigger lessons that I'm learning through this whole thing. And you, you as, as well as many others are helping to teach me this, um, that this is different. This is not how that is. This is something that, um, you don't let it own you, but you, you've got to accept and realize that it is going to be a part of your life. So, um, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're actually, (laughs) your story is so cool. I, like I said, it's like, um, but no, I do, I do want to, um, let's just talk about, let's just introduce it real quick and maybe, maybe the next session, um, we can go into it a little bit more. What do you think? Okay, so Epilepsy uh, Foundation, and uh, specifically in this case, Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember, unexpect the expected, and that it's all in your head.